listening to WRBH Reading Radio for the Blind. This is the Public Affairs Show. I am Carl Arredondo, former chief meteorologist for Channel 4 and now a certified orientation and mobility specialist. I am visually impaired. I have RP, retinitis pigmentosa. I travel with a white cane. Today on our show, we're going to kind of continue a little bit the discussion we had last time about how vision impairment affects family members. And also, we're going to add a little bit more to that aspect because what I have is a genetic condition. It's hereditary. And because it is, today we are talking to my son, Carl Arredondo Fourth. So, Carl, thank you for joining us. And uh, tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, first of all, it's my pleasure to be here. This is a pretty interesting thing to do. Um, to keep it, you know, pretty basic, I am, uh, I'm 24, I turn 25 very soon. I, um, I'm a meteorologist. I work at the National Data Buoy Center at, uh, in, at Stennis Space Center in Mississippi. Um, and I live in, I live out in Slidell, so. Okay, so you were born and bred in Louisiana, so you're a diehard Saints fan. We know, I know that. So this is this is my home. I love New Orleans. I love South South Louisiana. Who that who that for life, I guess. But um, yes. All right. Tell everyone what it's like to be a family member of someone with a vision impairment. So over the course of the past, you know, ten years or so, and uh, you've seen, you know, my vision start to get worse and just tell a little bit about what it's like when you're around me and you notice my vision getting worse from say five years ago to to presently well i mean even going before that i remember as a as a young kid i you I, you'd always walk behind me when we went into you know movie theaters because the change from you know light to dark was very it, it took you a while to adjust to it so even that i remember but I guess more specifically in the last, you know, five, ten years, it's always something to keep in mind and, uh, and account for. You, know, you kind of think differently when you're with you doing something in public or even at the house or, you know, just to name a few, you at the house, you always want to keep things in, in their location because you know where they are or in public, you always have to make sure you, know, you can't walk too far ahead or leave you. Um, behind because, you know, you may need more assistance than, you know, other people. Uh, so it's always something you just keep in your mind and um, just to always account for and, and realize. And I remember um, before I retired from Channel 4, um, you actually took a little bit of a crash course in human guide, how to guide somebody that has a vision impairment. So that was something that was, in, you know, important to me that you knew how to guide me if we needed to. And, and I know that Human guide is a a formal way of moving someone that has a vision impairment, but right. with family members, we don't have to be so formal. So, <laughs> so you know, a lot of times I hold on to your shoulder, or mm -hmm. you hold on to my shoulder. So we, you know, and family members are different. You know, you don't have to be so formal. You right. know, some people can hold hands or put their arm around, you know, the waist of you know a loved one. But so we do it a little differently. Well, you've 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 actually mentioned it to me before how. You know, touching on the family member thing, how, you know, your girlfriend Isis kind of takes you around and how I'm different. I'm a little more, I guess, brash, a little more, you know, I kind of try to move you, lead you more. And I know it's like you said, it's we're family. We, I can do that, you know, but I don't know, just trying to look out for you, make sure, you know, you're going where you need to go is, is always on my mind. So it's 
not I'm not the most gentle, I guess, but it's, you know, I, my intentions are good, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so that'll bring me up to this next point here. Now, over the past, I don't know, four or five years or so, you know, we've gone to Saints games. Mm-hmm. And we've gone to day games and we've gone to night games. And night games, we tend to take a, a ride share and we'll end up coming back, you know, at night through a ride share. So describe the difference, because we just went to uh, the December game, Thursday night game with the Cow- the Cowboys. Right. And, you know, my reluctance, you know, to take night games is mm-hmm. I know that it's more difficult to travel at night for myself. And that's why having right, the assistance. Right. So describe the difference in the progression you've seen from, you know, three, four years ago going to game till this last one. This to, uh, to tr- not to get very, you know, emotional, but. This past experience going with you kind of put your condition into more perspective for me because you would always talk to me about, you know, how you see it's very centralized field of vision. And I always, you know, knew how you were, but this time specifically getting to actually see how you, you know, were in, in crowds and, you know, going upstairs and leading you around the, the, the Superdome, which is very packed. There's a lot of, you know, obstacles and people and things around. I really get it put into perspective just how I don't want to use the word bad, but how far along into your condition that y- you are. And it made me, I guess, a little more aware and it just gave me a, a better understanding, I guess, of it. So, you know, and leading you around at night and everything, just how much, how, I don't know, maybe better I need to be when I'm with you or to, to just, I don't know, to sum it up, it gave me a better understanding. So now I, I, see how you you are if that you know i think i i even mentioned to you that this might be the last you did night was... game that we go to because even in even with crowded people even in the daytime it's hard for me to see because it's just so much visually you know when there's so many people around in a small mm-hmm. central vision but this time you saw i used my cane the yes. entire time because right. i know i need my cane more and more now right. because my vision in the past two years has gotten more narrow so I was using my cane and, you know, I had to use it a couple of times, you know, especially and I wasn't worried about, you know, hitting someone. Right. And I've told you that, that when someone has a, a travels with a white cane, they should not be concerned about other people right. because most people see them and get out of their way. And that's what I observed as well, at, you know, at, at the game, you when you ha- were walking with your cane out, people seemed to be and it was encouraging. People seemed to be a bit more understanding and you know oh can i can i help you or can i you know let, let me give you more space to move around and it was it was good for me to see that cuz normally when you and i go places there's plenty of room i don't really get to see how other people interact uh, with you but it was it was good to see people being responsive and, and, and it was encouraging to to see that you know yeah even though I enjoy going the, the saints game with you i enjoy <laughs> that you know father son time yeah it was more difficult, right. and, and I know leading up to the game, I was a little more anxious about it because it was a night <clears throat> game, and it's harder for me to see and get around. And and then, you know, of course, we had to walk away from this dome right. at the end, you know, down Poyers for a while, so we can get a better chance of getting a mm-hmm. ride share. And so, again, walking at night, walking with right. crowded people, crossing streets and stuff. I'm I mean, just, that's I'm, I'm that's tough for or a challenge for me as well. And I don't, you know, have much you know vision issues. Just I wear glasses. But that's tough for me, so I can only imagine what it's like, you know, for someone someone like you. So now let let's, as you mentioned, your vision. Let's let's talk a little bit more now about your vision. Okay. How do you see 
what what's your vision like and and describe you know what you have trouble with so i'm very i'm very uh, nearsighted so you know seeing things i wear glasses they're I usually I make this joke with a lot of people. I have not met a person that has put my glasses on and not been amazed at how strong the prescription is. So I have, I guess, very poor poor vision when it comes in, in that aspect of seeing far away. Um, so I go, you know, I see a retina specialist. I, you know, have you know yearly uh, visits there and with an ophthalmologist. Um, I still have I have all my field of view. Uh, that that's fine. Um, Vision at night is a little tough for me. Opposing lights are seem brighter to me than I don't know what I've heard from other people, but it's 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 enough where I'm 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 okay. It's not really a concern to me right now, at least. Well, we've always gone to our doctor's appointments together. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've always yes. gone and we still, and, still do. <laughs> yeah, we still do, and 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 it's only because you know when when I don't want you driving, you know, when your eyes are dilated. Oh, so right. you know, we also do a ride share, and then that's fine. But we've seen the same doctors. Dr. Mm -hmm. Catherine Fitzmorris has been our ophthalmologist at East Chip, <laughs> and she's retiring, and we're so sad. Oh, I know. But fantastic. But she's, fantastic. she's been great. Uh, I've seen her for over 30 years, and and you've seen her since you. When it was decided you you was it was needed for you to start mm -hmm. seeing an ophthalmologist, right. and we both see Dr. Robert Ross, the retina doctor. So I think we're in good hands. Now, at our last doctor's appointment with um, at Dr. Fitzmaurice's office, we're seeing Dr. Kennedy. I, I found something out that I wasn't aware of, and now that I know that I, I since my training with a uh, orientation mobility about vision and eye, eye charts and and eye reports that your vision without your glasses oh yes is what we call hand motion mm -hmm. meaning you can't see the chart that you're reading on right. you know the eye chart and that su surprised me mm -hmm. very much because I didn't realize without your glasses you can't see very far at all right no it's um, I'm very you know Reliant on my 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 glasses because you know, like like you said without them, I don't have I don't really have much much vision without them. Um, it's uh, you know I every I have to put them very close to me in the morning when I you know when I go to bed at night, so I can can find them because there's sometimes they'll fall off the bed and it's a whole ordeal for me trying to to locate them because I cannot see very far from my face. So. We've uh, been very concerned about your eyes for so long because of the um, family history. Right. So on your mom's side of the family and my side of the family, there's a history of detached retinas. Yes, yes. So you've already have seen a doctor... Well, for so long, an ophthalmologist because just of the family history. Right. But a couple of years ago... Tell yes. tell what happened. Um, a few years ago, I was I was back when I was still in college a couple of years back. But um, I went in for what was a routine visit to uh, doc, Dr. Ross to check my my retinas, and he identified um, a small tear in my retina in my left my left eye. And I mean, it was a it was a very quick, you know, fix to it. But it was that was pretty daunting to me because I had always been. Told you know I'm this is precautionary. I'm being monitored to make sure we catch things before you know it gets much worse. So we can you know be um, precautionary. And this is the first time it has directly affected me 
knowing my history with vision issues on both sides of my my family, and it was it was a lot for me to process and to to take in that oh this is serious now it's actually happening to me and it was I mean it was it was quick he is a phenomenal doctor he you know it was easy it seemed like an easy fix but it's a little more serious to me now when it hits your you know things hit yourself it's you know matters a little more I guess that's a good way to put it so on your mom's side of the family who has had detached retinas uh my my mom's sister and I believe my my mom's father as well my my grandpa grandfather (laughs) And then on my side of the family, your grandmother, my mom, has yes. had detached retinas. Right. My dad, your grandfather, has glaucoma. glaucoma right, yeah. So there's a history of eye conditions on both sides of the family. That was the the first precaution that we wanted you to have mm-hmm. your eyes checked on a regular basis. The other thing is being so nearsighted, the shape of your eyeball is more like a football. Mm-hmm. So the eye is stretching on the retina because it's nearsighted. Right. So there's a stretch on the retina which can lead to detachment, and that's what we found, you know, what happened to you a couple of years mm-hmm. ago. So you know I've been harping on you about eye, <laughs> your eye care and making sure you you get your appointments and you're yes. eating correctly and you're taking your omega-3s mm-hmm. that uh, Dr. Ross prescribed. So you, you hear me harping on it because you know it's important. Right, of course. It's very important because your vision, as you've seen, it's it's a very, very important. <laughs> Most people don't appreciate their vision until something happens to it. Yes, that's it, exactly, exactly, yes. Now, what I want you to talk about now, this is the main reason for having you on mm-hmm. today, is knowing that RP, retinitis pigmentosa, is a hereditary, a genetic condition in the families, even though... No one that we know of in my family has had it. There's a gene that can be passed on that may become active, and right. that bad gene apparently became active with me. But the fortunate thing for me is RP happened to me in my mid-50s when RP usually strikes someone in their teens and 20s as early as you know your age. Right, right. So talk a little bit about your feelings now knowing that I don't want to say that's in the back of your head or that's on deck or that's lurking around the corner. You know, talk a little bit about right. that. Well, it's I'm start a little lighthearted, I guess. Each year I go to the, you know, see my retina specialist and my ophthalmologist and they say, oh, you know, you still look good. Your field of view is good. I say, oh, great. It's another year. I don't have to worry about this. But, you know, it's I'm, I'll be very honest. It's 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 daunting to me. To think that this is a, a possibility, um, that's one of my, you know, biggest fears is to lose my vision because it's just such a big, such a very big part of life for me at least to to have it and then to think about losing something like that. But it's seeing this new side of things with you and how you've approached this. Very, you seem very optimistic. Very, it's 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 encouraging to me that should this be the hand I'm dealt. It's I'll be able to handle it because I've seen how you've dealt with it and how I guess strong you've been in 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 the sense. So it's scare to sum up. It's scary to me. I think that's a natural emotion to have about it. But it's encouraging to know that I will be in good hands and there's things to do about it and people to take care of you and all of these things. It's it it 
gives gives me hope that if that's the case, I'll I'll be okay. And the thing that I try and and tell you too is that even though I've had detached retinas, and then because I've had detached retinas as well, I didn't mention that, but in '91, mm -hmm. I had a total detachment of my right eye and a two tears in my left retina. Even though you can get detached retinas, it doesn't necessarily mean that RP is right around the corner. Right. Because as as the case with, you know, my mom, she's had detached retinas, but she's never had RP. And, you know, RP is probably on my side of the family anyway and not your mom's side because, you know, both your aunt and your grandfather have had detached retinas and neither one of them has had anything after that. Right, correct. And they're still able to drive and, and see well enough. So uh, hopefully that's, you know, and a little bit of an encouragement to you that that doesn't mean more bad things are right. going to happen after that. that. That's that's true. I mean, maybe to my downfall, I tend to view things in the worst case as opposed to the best case with some things like this. So that's something I worry about. But seeing that it's not, that might not be the, the case. You know, it, it makes me feel good, I guess, optimistic about that, too. And there's one thing we talked about, uh, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago when this was becoming more of a reality for mm -hmm. me. We were having lunch um, somewhere in Metairie. I don't remember where it was. And uh, we were talking at, at lunch, and, and you were a little concerned about, you know, maybe having to take care of me you know, knowing my vision was going away. Right. And I kind of told you, I don't want you to take care of me. I want you to live your life and enjoy your life. Mm -hmm. I'm doing things to help me take care of myself. And so that's why I want you to continue to go about your business and, and living your life, but also taking very good care of mm -hmm. your eyes. Well, I mean, naturally, it's difficult to see someone you're you close to, you love, and I mean, let alone my 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 dad, my father, going through something like this. So I think my natural emotion was I want to help you and be there to you know care for you. And seeing how you've approached all of this, being very independent, trying to make sure yourself is taken care of in the best way, I, I think is great. And um, I know you had your girlfriend Isis on recently, seeing how she interacts with you and I guess, I don't want to use the word cares for you, but it, it responds, reacts with you, makes me feel good too, that you're also in good hands. I don't have that weight on me as much anymore, knowing that he's independent, but he also has someone with him to care for him, help him should he need it. Yeah, and that's that's you know part of the last uh, sh show I had about family members because it affects family members. It affects you as my son. It affects mm -hmm. my girlfriend. You know, her daughter Sophie also has been a little more observant, and, and you know, I've noticed her becoming a little more helpful when she sees that you know I may be trying to find something, and so. And it's okay. I'm okay asking for assistance if I need it. So mm -hmm. I'll ask you for help or I'll tell you, look, when we go to the Saints game, I'm going to need you to really, you know, keep an eye on me because, uh, you know, it's hard at night and it's even worse now than it was, you know, two, three years ago at different games we've gone to. Right, right. So, yes, that's why the family member is probably the least talked about when it comes to vision impairment because you're always concentrating on the person themselves that's losing their vision or has no vision. So that's why, you know, we talked a lot 
early on about it. Yes. And, and I wanted to make sure that you knew I wanted you to live your life. I wanted you to go to college. I wanted you to get your job. And if you got a job away from this area, I didn't want you to have to worry about me because, you know, your job as a as a young adult is to start, you know, putting your life together. Right. I mean, I I, I think, yes, that's good. But I, I, I see how you were coming about it. Um, but like I said, too, naturally, I'm going to want to, you know, care for you and seeing a family member, you know, go through that is it, you know, weighs on my my heart, too. But to be able to do that, it like, like I said, seeing how you you've responded to it, it makes me feel better that I can do these things. I'm happy with, you know, making my own life, starting, you know, essentially leaving you not behind, but knowing you'll be okay, knowing you're handling this in, in the best way. It makes me feel good about it. Well, good. And that's that's kind of what I wanted us to talk about today in this interview about your feelings and, and then your idea of knowing that, you know, you got to take care of your eyes because I don't want, you know, RP to always linger in the back of your head, but, you know, you never know, and as long as your field of vision doesn't shrink, you right. know that's why we, you know, it's always a yes, you know, <laughs> when we get your results after your your field of vision test at uh, at uh, Gulf South Gulf Gulf South Eye Associates that, you know, we're like oh yes, you know, and then I look at mine, I'm like oh right. man, it got a little smaller, oh man, so yeah, so uh, good, you know, I feel like that is a joke, but I feel like both of us are case studies of each other, you know, I would we compare our vision to each other and it's easy to look at and tell, okay, well, he looks, the car, myself looks good compared to you, but it's, you know, like you said, it, it's every year and I get my results back. It feels good to me to know, okay, I'm still, I, I guess still okay. Yeah, it's I like, whoosh, you know, whoosh, whoosh, all right, God, another. <laughs> I'm not like my dad right now. Whoosh, you know? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, you know, and, and again, I look at it as as um, fortunate because I got it late in life when it could have struck early on. And mm -hmm. so I got to do the things with you as a dad gets yeah. to do. And when we had, uh, you had stepbrothers and a stepsister, I got to play outside. I got to do all the things a dad is supposed to do. So I feel very fortunate. And even with my transition from TV to my current position that I'm still able to do things, you know, work out and, and do things. And, and I want to show you in case something does go sideways with you. And and a lot of people that are listening with vision impairment that you can do many things that you did before, just a little differently. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So as I leave my guests with four questions. So um, my first question to you is, what's your favorite movie and why? My favorite movie is Interstellar. Uh, it's my favorite movie because I am a huge space nerd. I love, you know, space hardware, space history, learning about the universe, all all that kind of all that stuff. So that's that's easy easy question. It hands down my favorite movie, Interstellar. Okay, and I know the answer to the next question, but for our viewers to get a little more insight, uh, my, our listeners to get a little more insight in you, what's your favorite band or genre of music? So I'm a I, I love rock music, the whole the whole gambit, classic, new new rock, all, all that stuff. That was. You know, you got me on that as listening to that uh, as a kid. So I know you always would. We'd be driving in the car and we'd listen to, um, you know, the the classic station here. And you'd quiz me on what band was was this. You know, you'd give me 
cues on like, oh, this band sounds like this or this singer, you know. So, um, but to touch my favorite band is, uh, I'm actually wearing their shirt right now. It's a band called uh, Thrice. They're, um, they're, I don't know if anyone's heard of them, but they're one of my favorite bands. So, <laughs> No, I'm, I'm not. But, you know, I introduced you to my classic rock, Kiss, Rush, Bon Jovi, Aerosmith, and all that. But mm-hmm. then you've also introduced me to some of your music. Is you know, I listen to Disturbed now and... <laughs> yeah. and uh, Linkin Park. Lincoln, uh, you know, Link, yeah. Oh, Linkin Park. I yeah. love Linkin Park. We actually went to a Linkin Park concert, mm-hmm. I think. That's where I really enjoyed the music even more seeing them live in concert and you know i've we've gone to concerts before we've been to yep. lincoln park we've been to uh the eagles, eagles guns and roses guns and roses yeah so we we've done a little bit of that we went to kiss and Def leopard in austin yeah so yes. we've traveled to concerts too mm-hmm. which is also a fun father and son thing that i've enjoyed yeah those are those are great memories memories to me i i, I love that we were able to do that all right next question is when you're not working and you know it's this is different because you work from home. Yes. <laughs> but when you're not working, what do you do to relax? What do you like to relax? Oh, to relax. Oh man. Um, <clears throat> I that's actually a good question because uh, I work from home, so it's you know I'm let's say I'm relaxing all the time. But um, I'll I'll sit. What I like to do is I sit on my back porch and I'll kind of just reflect and one of my favorite things to do actually is I'll sit on the porch and watch during the summertime and watch thunderstorms roll through and you know our pop-up thunderstorms we get down here in the south of course um, but just kind of sit and listen to music and sit on my porch or my, in my hammock I have out back to just kind of breathe and take things in I guess. And I know you like to tweet cryptic messages. Oh, <laughs> <gosh>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I know this question is a little strange because you're still very young in life. What is something you want to do still? So what's like right now something you really want to do? Uh, I want to go to the moon. Uh, no. <laughs> well, there's that possibility you spend $250,000 on a ticket. No. Um, I guess to, I, I want to travel. Uh, I want to see things. Um, I want to make just live a life that I'll remember. I want to make memories and not have any regrets when I'm old and thinking back on the things I've done. All right. Well, that's our four questions. That's our interview. So I want to thank you for coming in, even though we get to spend some time together. We're going to go have some lunch. (laughs) Yes. Tacos. (laughs) Yes. So you've been listening to the Public Affairs Show on WRBH Reading Radio for the Blind. Once again, I am Carl Arredondo. Thank you for listening.